0: Sampa the Sparrow Episode 4 You will remember Sampa had hopped under a tree. He was lost, he was hungry, and he could not understand why his mother had not arrived to feed him. His mother and father were flying around everywhere looking for their little bird. Sampa just sat under the tree. He was just a little bird and didn't know what to do. And then... Something was moving towards him. And Sampa just stared at it. You must remember that Sampa was a very young bird and had not yet learned to be afraid of anything. So he just sat on the ground as the long pink thing slid nearer and nearer. (laughs) Can you guess what the long pink thing was? Well, I'll give you a clue. You've got a long pink thing, or a long black thing, or a long brown thing, and you can hold it up in front of you. Now what can this long thing be? It's your arm. Yes, your arm. And it was an arm coming slowly towards Sampa. And as we all have a hand on the end of our arms, that is exactly what picked Sampa up. A hand. Sampa must have thought that it was strange because usually he had to flutter his wings if he wanted to go up, but this time he was going up without moving them. Now, I'm going to have to tell you what happened because Sampa can't tell you. You see, a little girl had seen Sampa Lying under the tree and had picked him up, because she thought Sampa was hurt, and now she was saying nice things to him. But all Sampa knew there was a new noise coming from somewhere, and it was not the noise his mother and father made when they were near him. But Sampa thought he would make his usual movement. He opened his mouth for some food. And when no food arrived, he opened his mouth wider and shook his little head from side to side. And then, because no food had arrived, Sampa did something that made the little girl jump with surprise. Imagine you have a little bird in your hand which suddenly flaps its wings like mad and flies off. How surprised the little girl was, and I'm sure you would have been surprised as well. And even Sampa was surprised to find himself suddenly high up in the tree again. The little girl was very happy. The little bird she had thought was hurt was really perfectly all right. So she turned away and carried on her walk to school. Up in the tree, Sampa chirped five times. I'll play his chirp again, only this time slowly, so you can count he really chirped five times. And then do you know what happened? Something really fantastic. His father, in the tree next to Sampa, heard his little bird and came fluttering across. I'm so pleased Sampa was back with his family. And very soon, both his mother and father gave him a big helping of dinner. Or perhaps it was Sampa's supper, or maybe even his breakfast. We don't know, do we? Whenever I see a bird, it is usually looking for or pecking on food. So birds eat whatever they want or whenever they can, so they don't have to bother about breakfasts, dinners or suppers. So Sampa, happy he was with his mother and father and full of food, sat contentedly in the sunshine on his favourite branch of his favourite tree and closed his eyes to go to sleep. But young birds have to learn things very quickly, otherwise they would soon start to have problems. And there is one thing Sampa has to learn, otherwise Sampa will die. Now we know Sampa can fly, we know Sampa can hop, we know Sampa can sleep, and we know Sampa can peck. But there is something he has not yet learned. Do you know what it is? Something anything that lives has to do all the time. Something I bet you have done not too long ago. If you can't guess what it is, then I'll tell you. You have eaten something. Ah, what you're saying. Yes, Sampa has eaten something as well. Yes, Sampa has eaten. But he did not find the food his mother fed him. And that is what Sampa has to do now. He has to learn to find and eat food for himself. But Sampa is asleep, isn't he? But not for long. His mother's back and has dropped a small, juicy worm in front of him. Sampa looked at the worm wriggling, looked at his mother, looked up at the sky, looked at the green leaves on the tree, then closed his eyes to go to sleep again. But Sampa was not allowed to go to sleep. Sampa opened his eyes. His mother's chirps were keeping him awake. Sampa's mother picked up the worm and held it above Sampa's head. Ah, food! Do you remember in the last episode I told you Sampa had to learn to eat? Well, he still hasn't, has he? But I think he's going to now. Sampa had opened his mouth, but his mother dropped the worm, not in his mouth, but back on the branch. Sampa looked at the worm and then at his mother. His mother looked at Sampa and then at the worm. Then Sampa's mother pushed the worm towards Sampa. Still, Sampa did nothing. And then Sampa got the first shock of his little life. One of the other chicks, sitting on the branch near to Sampa, hopped next to Sampa and pecked the worm in half. Then, you won't believe this, it pecked again and swallowed half the worm. Sampa looked at the chick looked at his mother, and then at the worm. Then he pecked at the worm, which fell in half again. Before he could move, the other chick pecked down very quickly and at the other bit of worm. That was enough. Sampa pecked and swallowed. Wow! The worm had gone, and it tasted good. Sampa had learned the important lesson, how to eat by himself. But that was only half of it. He now knew he had to be very quick when there was food, otherwise other birds would steal it. Now you might think it was easy for Sampa to fly around picking up worms, eating berries and seeds and whatever was lying around. But you would be wrong. Sampa very often would have to work to get his food. Worms don't just lie on the ground waiting to be eaten, do they? They live in the ground, under the grass and earth, So, how do birds find them? And Sampa quickly learned how to find them. The next time you see a bird hopping on the grass, you will notice it stops all the time and turns its head sideways towards the grass. Now, why does it do that? Because it is listening. Yes, birds can hear worms moving when they're under the ground. And when they get near the worm, they can feel it moving under their feet. Now, that surprised you, didn't it? It certainly surprised me when I found out. Once they know exactly where the worm is, a quick peck, a hard pull, and the worm is on its way to the bird's stomach. That may sound easy, but the first time Sampa tried to eat a worm, there was a problem. Sampa was still a very little bird. He could hear very well, and he could peck very well. But the moment he tried to pull the worm out of the ground, the worm decided it did not want to be eaten and curled itself tighter in the ground. Sampa pulled harder and the worm stretched longer. Sampa pushed his little feet deeper into the ground and pulled even harder and the worm stretched longer. So Sampa pulled even harder and then do you know what happened? The worm slipped out of Sampa's beak and popped back into the ground. So. Sampa looked around for more food. The bush near him was covered in large black berries. They were all shiny and fat and looked just ready to eat. Sampa hopped to the one nearest him, opened his beak and popped his head forward to peck the berry off the branch. You'll never guess what happened. Just as Sampa's beak was about to pick the berry, the berry moved away. Sampa had missed the berry. Sampa sat looking at the big berry in front of him. He was just about to peck at it again when the berry moved again, this time to one side. Now, Sampa does not know why the berry had moved away from him, but we know, don't we? Pardon? Did I hear you say you don't know why the berry moved as well, like Sampa? Oh dear, I'd better give you a clue. Listen to this. Now, I'm sure you know what that sound is. Yes, it's the sound of wind. When the wind blows against things, they move, don't they? And it was the wind that was moving the berry in front of Sampa. So Sampa had learned yet another lesson. He now knew he had to be quick to eat a worm before other birds got it, but now he had to move even quicker to eat a berry before the wind blew. This time, when he pecked, he pecked much faster and he was awarded with the lovely taste of the big black berry tickling down his little throat. Now, if you think Sampa's trouble with the wind was finished, you would be terribly wrong. When you walk down a street with the wind blowing against you, you just lean forward into the wind and carry on walking. You can do this because your feet Are pushing against the ground. But now I'm going to tell you something I bet you've never thought of. When a bird is flying and the wind blows, what happens to the bird? Because its feet aren't pushing against the ground, are they? So the bird is blown away. And that is exactly what happened to little Sampa. Just after he had eaten the berry, Sampa decided to fly up to his branch of the tree to see his mother. As usual he gave a big hop and fluttered his wings. Of course he flew, but not towards the tree but away from it. The wind had lifted his little body and blown it up and away. Sampa tried to turn towards the tree by flapping his wings really fast and very hard. It was no good who is being carried further and further away by the wind. That rustling sound of the big leaves of another tree Sampa is being blown towards. And that is the sound of Sampa banging into them. Now Sampa was not hurt as he hid behind the big leaves out of the wind. Just very surprised. And do you know something else? The big leaves of the tree Stopped the wind from hitting Sampa. Sampa looked around. There was nothing flying, not even flies. But on the ground there were other sparrows. They were pecking and eating as though nothing had happened. And Sampa noticed if the sparrows wanted to move against the wind, they hopped along the ground. They didn't try to fly. But that was all very well, because Sampa was high up in the tree and not on the ground and he wanted to get back to his own tree. Sampa did not know what to do. Safe inside the tree, with the big leaves around him, he hopped along a branch, and then he hopped a little way up the trunk of the tree to keep out of the wind. Now that music is to tell you something amazing. If he was able to hop up the tree trunk, he must be able to hop down it. Now we couldn't do that, could we? because we have got flat feet with tiny little toes. But Sampa has three long toes and at the end of each toe is not a toenail like we have, but a long hook. It's called a claw. And with his six claws, Sampa can hold on to anything. He can even stand upside down on the trunk of a tree. And so Sampa hopped down the tree onto the ground with the other sparrows and started to peck for food. Sampa is getting quite clever. He can hop, he can eat, he can fly, and he can go anywhere he wants, even when the wind is blowing. Sampa found some juicy insects for his dinner under a bush, and very soon, with his tummy full, he began to feel sleepy. He looked up at the tree. It was still windy, and if he wanted to get to his branch of the tree, he would have to hop up the trunk, because it was still much too windy to fly. And to hop all that way was very, very tiring, and he was very sleepy. So Sampa hopped up into the bush and soon was fast asleep. It was the first time Sampa had not slept in his tree. Sampa's mother and father watched Sampa hop into the bush. They could also see their three other chicks were no longer sleeping on the family branch. Sampa and the three chicks were now young little birds. They had learned how to live by themselves. They did not need their mother and father anymore. They would no longer be together. The family was finished. The happy days in the nest were over. They would never see each other again as they would all fly off in different directions. It's very sad having to tell you that. But you have to think about it another way. Sampa is happy. Sampa is free. He can live his life exactly how he wants to Sampa and animals are not like us we spend a lot of time with our family and our friends Sampa is happy to fly away from his mother and father and the other three chicks because Sampa has a lot to do with his life he has to build his own nest find another sparrow a mother sparrow to make their chicks and Sampa's mother and father are going to be busy laying more eggs to make more chicks would not have time to look after Sampa and the other three chicks. But there is one way that sparrows are like us humans. Most of the time when a father sparrow meets a mother sparrow and have chicks they stay together for the rest of their lives and they keep the first nest they built to have all their chicks in for themselves. In fact a sparrow will fight off other sparrows that try to sit in its nest. But Usually sparrows are very friendly towards each other. When you see a sparrow, it is nearly always with a lot of other sparrows. And in that way, they always seem to be able to find food. With so many sparrows looking around, any seeds or insects lying around are soon pecked up. What was that noise? Sampa looked around. He had been pecking at a nice tasting black seed when he noticed Just a little way, something bright and shiny, and it was making that sound. He finished eating his seed and hopped towards the sound. Now you know what that sound is, don't you? Yes, it's running water, and this water was running in a little stream next to Sampa. Sampa was fascinated. The water swirled and gurgled in all sorts of shapes and patterns, bubbling and foaming as it rushed past him. He hopped closer and looked into the stream. Whoa! There was another sparrow in the stream looking back at him. Sampa hopped to the right, the other sparrow hopped to the right. Sampa hopped to the left, the other sparrow hopped to the left. Now we know what is happening, don't we? There is not another sparrow looking at Sampa. The sparrow Sampa can see is himself reflected in the water in the same way as when you look in the mirror you can see yourself. Sampa looked around. The other sparrows were not doing it exactly he was doing, like the one in the bright and shiny thing in front of him. So Sampa moved to the right and to the left again. And the sparrow in the shiny thing moved to the right and the left as before. Now Sampa had never pecked at another sparrow before, but this sparrow was annoying him. So Sampa stretched out and... He pecked down and hard at this annoying little sparrow. What happened next would have made Sampa shout in surprise if Sampa could have shouted. The other sparrow moved up, the sparrow moved nearer, and Sampa pecked Sampa. And Sampa fell straight into the stream. Sampa splashed and fluttered and choked. You see, Sampa had never met water before. because. If you remember, I told you that Sampa eats often, but you have never heard me tell you Sampa has had a drink. This is because young chicks and sparrows get all the water they need from the food they eat. It is only when they get bigger they need more water and then have to drink. Sampa was very lucky. The part of the little stream he had fallen into was very shallow. His little feet touched the bottom of the stream and he stood in the water watching it flow past him. Now he was in the water, the other sparrow had gone. We know, of course, Sampa's reflection was underneath him, but Sampa does not know that. So Sampa pecked at the stream and some water went down his little beak. It was Sampa's first drink and it tasted good. With a hop and a flutter, Sampa left the stream and landed on the grass beside it. He watched the water rushing past and deciding having a drink was jolly good and he would come back to the stream again. So now Sampa can drink, Sampa can eat, Sampa can sleep, fly, hop, everything all by himself. And so Sampa is ready to explore the world and enjoy himself. When Sampa flew he would flutter his wings very fast and his little flights were quite short, just from branch to branch of the tree when he saw the older sparrows fly, they looked much better at flying than he was. So he fluttered high up to a branch of the tree and hopped off into the air. But instead of flapping his wings like mad, he opened them gently and stretched them out as far as he could. And you know what? Sampa swooped and glided through the air, just like the older sparrows. He did this three times and then flapped his wings back up to his branch and he sat there feeling very proud of himself. Learning how to drink and fly properly was very tired and in the warm sunshine Sampa soon fell asleep. Sampa chirped awake. He had never chirped awake before. Usually he woke up quietly looking around to make sure there were no cats or big birds around him before he moved. But this time he chirped loudly because something was biting him and it was biting him on his tummy just by his leg. He hopped up and down twice and then chirped again, this time even louder. He was still being bitten. He flew up in the air and zigzagged all over the place. It was no use. Whatever he did didn't stop the biting And now it was getting painful. If Sampa had had a pair of hands, he could have slapped whatever it was biting him. But flapping his wings even faster and faster made no difference. And then by his other leg, there was another bite. Sampa chirped, this time in pain. And now by his tail, yet another bite. Sampa was being attacked. This poor little sparrow hopped in great pain in a circle, chirping loudly. The other sparrows around him watched, wondering what was happening. Sampa flew, Sampa landed, Sampa hopped, and Sampa even fell over on his back. But the biting did not stop, and it was getting worse. Sampa was being eaten. This is the worst problem Sampa has had. What is eating him? He can't see it, he can certainly feel it, But he can't stop it. Listen to the next episode of Sampa the Sparrow.